why shouldn't you be reassured by government protection schemes? So in this video, I'm going to talk about government protection schemes and why it shouldn't reassure you. And that came after I watched a program recently that really solidified my views on this. And before doing that, you can go over to adamfire.com, especially if you're an expat or a high net wealth individual, and see how I can help you. Now, I just mentioned about a program I watched a few days ago, which was quite interesting. You can see it on Netflix. It's about uh, the Wirecard scandal. And I'm not going to go through the exact scandal right now. I'm just going to talk about the basics. So basically, there was fraud when it came to Wirecard. Many people uh, weren't happy about what was going on and they suspected something. The Financial Times uh, were pursuing this case for a number of years and there was numerous kind of speculations about what was going on with Wirecard. And yet, probably because people didn't really want to believe it, what happened was the regulators actually acted against the journalist in question, the Financial Times journalist in question, and they banned short sellers from shorting the Wirecard stock because basically Wirecard spoke to the regulators and persuaded them that basically they were the victim of like journalists and short sellers who are trying to short the stock. And in addition to that, they even uh, kind of implied that the journalist was maybe corrupt. In other words, he was colluding with short sellers who are short selling the Wirecard stock to make more money. And we all know what happened, right? Wirecard went down, the journalist in question was vindicated, and so on and so forth. But I've seen stories like this so many times over the years. The Wirecard story is only in the media because it was such a big company. But I've seen so many cases where big companies can do certain things that the small guy can't do. They can influence the regulator. They can do other things like Angela Merkel herself, when she was the leader of Germany, actually campaigned you know when she was in china for wirecard which is pretty incredible right um now that we know the full story now of course merkel you know for 99.9 percent .9 sure didn't know what was going on obviously with wirecard but the point is in this case the regulators and the authorities actually colluded against uh you know the people who were uh trying to show the truth that doesn't mean there's a conspiracy. They just probably thought that these people were, were lying or they couldn't be trusted or whatever. But it shows you uh, when you've got powerful people and organizations, in very extreme cases, having uh, a well-regulated system is not going to insulate you from that. I mean, Germany is one of the most regulated financial uh, you know, countries in the world. And Wirecard was allowed to operate for decades. So obviously, regulation isn't anything, which kind of brings me on to, so, to some other things. In some countries, the government completely protects all depositors' money. So for example, in Egypt, the government uh, actually protects all depositors' money. But it's kind of irrelevant because the Egyptian pound has gone from $6 to a dollar to now $30 to a dollar, and it might go to $50 to a dollar relatively soon. So this brings me back to the central point, and that's guaranteed by who there's no such thing as a guarantee only death and taxes and you've always got to ask who is guaranteeing this particular guarantee if the egyptian government makes a guarantee it's not worth very much but it's worth more than if the uh, venezuelan government uh, gives a guarantee uh, if an a-rated company like coca-cola gives a guarantee it's probably worth much more than most governments in the world um, 
But we've also got to remember, even when it comes to first world governments, if the US government, even the US government, which has the world's reserve currency, you never know uh, what would happen if they had to actually back up that guarantee. In other words, if there was the biggest financial crisis ever, they might return people the money uh, up to 250,000, which is how much is deposited or, or protected in, in deposits, as I say. But that could mean more inflation, right? For example, if there's a huge crisis and everyone has returned their money, but then the dollar goes down 20, 30, 40% against most currencies, then indirectly you've taken a huge hit. So there's nothing which is completely guaranteed. And not only that, even if there was something that was completely guaranteed, keeping your money in the bank often is losing to inflation and it's putting it in just one instrument. You wouldn't put all your wealth in one stock unless it was your own company. You wouldn't, if you're sensible, put all your money in one bond. When you've got a huge amount of money in the bank or even a relatively big amount of money in the bank, that means you are putting all your eggs in one basket. Even if you want to keep quite a lot of cash in your portfolio, it makes sense to actually have different currencies. Uh, because even with the developed world, look what's happened with the UK in the last 15 years or so. The pound has gone from two uh, to close to parity against the US dollar. It's gone up a bit now, but then if you go back 50, 100 years, the pound was like five to six against the dollar. Even the euro, right? The euro almost hit parity against the dollar uh, last year, and at one stage it was 1.4, whatever it was. But obviously that could reverse, but the point I'm making is these guarantees often aren't worth the paper they're written on. And what's interesting is you might say, well, okay, well, what else can we actually rely upon if it isn't government guarantees? Well, there's a number of things here. There is a case in Puerto Rico, which I think showed something very interesting. Last year, a bank called Euro Pacific Bank, um, which was run by a guy called Peter Schiff, who is quite known in the media circuit, was asked to close down by the regulators. However, because they were a no-debt bank, it meant that actually nobody is expected to lose money. Because by definition, why do you need a government guarantee if there's no debts and the company is profitable? Because by definition, you can pay the money back. So if you're dealing with companies that have no debt, who are A-rated, that's actually safer than often dealing with banks, because with banks, as we saw with Lehman Brothers, because they use debt and leverage, there's always a risk they'll go down. So if you're dealing with, say, an investment platform or provider or an insurance company that uses no debt or little debt, they've been in the market for decades, they're A-rated, then by definition, it's almost impossible for them to go out of business in a disorderly fashion. The only way of profit-making zero debt business usually can go out of business is if they're closed down by the authorities and the regulators like in Puerto Rico. But that means by definition, there's going to be enough money to pay people back, um, you know, in almost all cases. So I would look for companies that have very low debt or zero debt, A-rated. And beyond that, I would also look at things like a segregated account system. In human terms, that means that your assets are held separately to the financial institutions assets. So for example, if you buy, as an example, the HSBC uh, British uh, Stock Market Fund or the, the Vanguard S&P 500 Fund, if there's a segregated account system, your money is held uh, away from the bank or, or the investment provider's uh, balance sheet. So 
That's what we typically do when it comes to clients' money. We typically look for A-rated institutions that have little or no debt. They have a segregated account system and that can really help protect people's money. And we've seen it again and again. We saw it also in Switzerland uh, this year where there's a very uh, shaky period where it looked like people could lose a lot of money and people forget the bondholders did lose money with those banks. So often government guarantees and protection schemes, you've also got to ask why are they there in the first place? If banks didn't have a debt fueled model, they probably wouldn't need to have these guarantees to begin with. Anyways, I'm, I'm very, very pleased and positive uh, to say that I believe I've picked the right one. Um, the results um, in the last couple of years have, have, have overreached my expectations by far. Um, and um, I see no reason um, why it should not continue. Of course, I can highly recommend uh, him as your financial advisor for now and for the future because hesitating is uh, missing out. Obviously, the best result in market right now is Adam.